You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, the UK-based podcast written by a passenger for anyone. And here are your hosts, Carl Stebbings and Simon Waltorton. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 36 of the Plane Talking UK podcast. I'm Carl Stebbings and not with me in the studio this week is Simon Walton. Simon uh, is very busy and uh, couldn't make it into the studio for today's show. Uh, but I have got a special guest host in the kitchen studio with me this week. And uh, he's uh, a guy who uh, earlier this year sent us a report from the Waddington Air Show, uh, which we played on uh, one of our previous episodes in July time. Uh, so we'd like to welcome onto the podcast, in the studio, Matt Smith. Hello. How are you, Matt? Oh, living the dream as always. Oh, good, good. <laughs> so Matt's uh, agreed uh, very graciously to come in with me on the show this week. Mm. and uh, Short notice, I stressed <laughs> <laughs> Last night. Like, <laughs> yes, he's, uh, yeah, short notice. Sorry about that, Mr. Smith. Sorry, uh, he, yeah, he's coming in on the show to, uh, to fill in for Simon and uh, cover the military news segments. And uh, he's going to give me a hand with the news. And uh, we're going to have a good old chit-chat, aren't we, Mr. Well, Smith? Well, I'm, ho- I'm, I'm hoping to learn a lot, because uh, whilst uh, I am a bit of a, an air show fan, of course, my knowledge is perhaps not what it could be, so we'll uh, hopefully by the end of this I shall be uh, <laughs> well sorted. Anyway, <laughs> excellent. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. We've had a few guests on the show, so uh, you're, in fact, you're... actually, we were talking just before we started. You were saying that uh, you're about to celebrate the first year of the podcast. Yes, yeah. we are. We are next week, uh, episode thirty-seven. We're going to be celebrating our year anniversary. Uh, we've been going uh, for a year next week, Blimey. and. Uh, Yep, 37 episodes that'll be then. Time Um, flies, doesn't it? And we've got a special guest coming on the show, a very special guest indeed, coming on the show next week. Um, We're not going to give too much away, but... uh, such a tease. I know. (laughs) But uh, he's he's an awesome... uh, We're going to say he's a pilot, and he flies a very interesting aircraft... Well, it'll be a step up from coach driver, which is what you're sitting here at the moment. But. <laughs> yes, for those of you listening, uh, um, Mr. Smith sitting up opposite the uh, st- uh, table here for me is a is a coach driver. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but please don't hold that against no, me. No, 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 no. So y- you do control a, a large vehicle, uh, you, well, or you could pi- you pilot the vehicle yeah, a coach. Well, <laughs> if, 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 it, if the radio says like you know sort of cab and things when you turn it on, so I suppose that's the nearest I'm going to get to. Uh, I don't quite have. Unfortunately, I have a boring old steering wheel and not um, not, not sort of joysticks and things, which I think would be a, a be an unusual approach, I suppose. But <laughs> but we thoroughly enjoyed your uh, your review of the Waddington Air Show earlier good, this year. Good, good. Yeah, did, yeah. did you enjoy the show? Oh, I mean, as I say, I, I love air shows and stuff. Anyway, and one of the advantages about the the day job is, I mean, I spend so much time at uh, Duxford and and things like that. In fact, actually. Um, I went uh, not that long ago to the the Imperial War Museum in London. Ah, yeah. And um, I've never been so disappointed in my entire life. Yeah, you. I remember you saying yeah, about yeah. that. What What was disappointing about that? Well, then? it was. Uh, when I went, I mean, I used to go quite quite a lot. As I say, it's part of the job and things. And you got to find something. You're parked up in London for nine hours, so you got to find something to do. And uh, I, walked, uh, so I thought, right, I haven't been for a long time. And, and myself and one of my colleagues, uh, Mick, we went in, had a, a wander around, really nice. And you sort of walk. If, if you remember, the, like the old museum, it was great. It got um, sort of military hanging from the ceilings, loads of um, sort of old vehicles. It got a real sort of, mili- uh, sort of military museum feel about it. Went, um, I think again, I think it was about August time. 
and uh, oh, it was, it was horrific. You sort of walk in, and you've got this the, these pointless stairs. So you walk in, all the space that was there. You walk in, it was big and open and airy. Absolutely nothing like that. And it's basically all been taken away for the sake of, a, of two coffee shops and a gift shop. I mean, it's just, <sighs> it's really not, and it's lost this sort of air. I mean, you, you, the, the, the. Uh, uh, at the top where you've got all the war medals and things. I mean, mm. the top floor is still un- un- unchanged and that, but it's just, it's just completely lost that feel about it. And to be honest with you, that will be my last visit. Seriously, if you if you want to go and look at Militaria and things, for, forget the one in London and and just, you know, go a little bit further down the M11 wow. and, and go and have a look at the Duxford because it, it's a much more... Um, if that's what you've gone for, I mean, mm. if you want to mm. if you want to go for the... And obviously, they had a brilliant, to be fair, they had a brilliant uh, uh, World War One. Um, exhibit as, as part of the main things you went in, and that was exquisite. I mean, it was brilliantly done, um, but it was an awful long way to go just f- for that, really. So, was there any aviation-related stuff at the museum at all at, uh, at London? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you still got a couple. I mean, there is still a Spitfire hanging from from oh, the good. roof and things. But it, it, as I say, when you walked in, that was the first thing that hit you, and it was it was more that the road transport that that I really liked, you know, because I'm a bit, of a bit of a geek for large four-wheeled <laughs> or six-wheeled vehicles in this yeah. case. Um, and, and for all that to be gone, and I, whether it's because it is now obviously Duxford and the Imperial War Museum in London are one and the same, whether it's just that they've got more space over at sort of Cambridge sort of Duxford area and things, I don't know. But uh, I, I think it's the wrong decision, frankly, you know, to, to lose... You know, such such key parts of the actual, you know, the, 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 what, what I think is important as far as uh, museums and stuff are concerned to lose from our capital. You know, oh. but uh, fortunately, it's not far down the M11 to go to Duxford. So if you are yes. thinking about doing it, I, w- I wouldn't waste your time. I'd head straight down there. Don't, yes, exactly. Well, I've been there a few times this year. Now we covered oh, really? uh, we covered a few air shows there this year at Duxford. Yeah. Had some really good times mm. there. Mm. You were lucky um, with the weather last time. Oh, well, yeah. We've been lucky. Actually, we've been really lucky all this year with the air shows really? we've attended that we've had great weather for all the air shows. <laughs> Um, wow. yeah. and, what, uh, a, a half decent British summer. I know, really Br- British summer weather. Well, <laughs> yeah, as as we record this uh, episode today, it uh, it's the thirty first of October. It's Halloween, Ooh. and uh, <laughs> hold on, should we put an echo on that? Here we go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> Oh anyway, God, blind. Yes. Back, back to normal programming. <laughs> back to the real world, yes. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been really mild today. It's been God, really, yeah. really warm outside. Yeah. Well, I just uh, uh, took my auntie. My auntie lives in Ireland. She's uh, just yeah, Tell, tell her listeners where you've just come from. Uh, the delights that are Stansted Airport. London uh, Stansted London's, Airport. Really, yes. I, I thought it was Manchester, London, Stansted now, because it's, <laughs> it's not BAA anymore, is it? It's, uh, oh, blimey. It's, isn't it the Manchester... It's something to do it, with the people it, that own Manchester Airport. Yeah, now, isn't I, it? I think so. Yeah. Oh, and it's got that real sort of chavvy feel about it now really it's not quite as much sorry if you're listening in Manchester I didn't mean to offend uh, anyway yes maybe I'll shut up before I end up in trouble but no, no. She, uh, no auntie's just uh, flown home basically so taking her she's gone for a delightful what I call um, Ryanair flight she's flown with the the prestigious Ryanair indeed yes we, we do like to cover Ryanair on the show mm, there's so much material that. I think that's mm, oh yeah there's a, I think we've got a few snippets in the news this week oh, from, we? uh, from oh, Ryanair so oh, I shall, I shall read those with interest <laughs> <laughs> and join in chip Indeed. in, well, chip well, in. Yes, yes, yes. 
So as what we, is the policy on language? Oh, oh, we, right. no, we, we shouldn't. No, no, we shouldn't. Um, shouldn't say anything nasty. Oh, right, okay. about anyone. We should be like Ben. <laughs> Splendid. Anyway, right. So, uh, so uh, thank you again, Mr. Smith, for okay. joining me Pleasure. on this show. And uh, we're going to start off this week's show as we always start our shows every week with our rundown of the weekly news from around the UK and around the world. So, if you're ready, Mr. Smith, mm-hmm. uh, we shall carry on with the news. Right. Okay. Let's go. Fair enough. So kicking off this week's news then, uh, we've got uh, a story from the Travel Weekly site. And uh, this one is Gatwick revealing the top October half-term destinations. So those of you who uh, listened to the show just uh, previously in a few episodes before have known that we do like a top 10. And uh, we've uh, got the top 10 list then of uh, the uh, half-term destinations from Gatwick. Uh, so the favourites then, starting at number 10. Is it dee, 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 <laughs> That's dee, it, yeah. Dee. We need number some 10. Yeah. Uh, number 10. <laughs> uh, we've got Madrid. Ooh. Um, yeah, well, I can see that, it's warm uh, yeah, Madrid, yeah, yeah it's, it's good, yeah. Spanish destination Number nine <laughs> Thank you <laughs> We've got uh, Edinburgh, uh, mm. lovely place I do love Edinburgh It's, it's chilly, isn't it? But it's a flight, it, it's, it's a chance to go on the plane well, true. So yeah. I enjoy okay, that fair enough. Yes, yeah. uh, Number eight uh, We've got uh, Copenhagen Right, uh, that's Copenhagen, that's hot. That's Holland yeah. way, yeah, sort of Dutch way. That's uh, not, not not destination I'd love to go to actually. Ah, now you see number seven here. This is this is this is actually on my to do list. I really want to go oh, here. And that 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 number seven being being Venice. Oh, Venice. Yeah. Oh, that is good. I think uh, my wife Gemma wouldn't want to go. She'd Would, love yeah. to go there. Yeah. 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 Right. Again, she's a bit like you. Anyway, well, I don't know. Is it hot enough? I mean, <laughs> you it involves a flight. So right. That's good yeah. for me. I know, which is great for you, but yes. <laughs> your poor your poor understanding wife. <laughs> so at number six. Yeah. Well, that'd be Malaga then. Yes. Malaga. Yeah. Yeah. yeah warmer climates again. It's possibly. warmer. Yeah. Definitely yeah. warmer. Number five. It's Orlando in uh, Florida. Yeah, no, uh, I do. I do want to go to a- anywhere in America. Really, I really want to feel good about myself. If I'm honest, because uh, for those who don't know, I'm a, a larger gentleman, <laughs> shall we say? And uh, the 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 idea of going to uh, America sort of to, to actually feel thin, I think, is a great way oh, of blimey. solving the problem. Never mind not eating. Bless you, Mr. Yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing wrong, with you, Mr. Smith. Very kind. Number four. It's uh, it's Amsterdam. Uh, oh, the yeah. lovely, lovely, <laughs> lovely uh, city of Amsterdam. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I know lots of people who go there, but perhaps not for for its tourist. Um, well, I know, <laughs> I'd, I'd love to go to Amsterdam yeah. uh, to go through Schiphol Airport, right? Because it's it's just so is well it? known. Everyone knows Schiphol. It's well, just like the hub. It's a huge hub, isn't well, it? Where especially from here, because mo- most if you if you from where we are, obviously if you you go to Norwich Airport, mm, mm. and uh, although you can. Um, fly to virtually anywhere in the world out of Norwich. Of course, you have to do it via Skipper Airport. Mm. So, yeah, as, as I say, I think the most the most of my friends go there for a totally different reason to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we can't mention that on the show. <laughs> no, okay, right. so very relaxed when they come home. Show. Oh, sorry, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> number three. So at number three, then it's Tenerife, a uh, oh, place right. where I've been before. I love Tenerife. Yeah, awesome place. Plus, yeah. it's nearly a four hour flight from here, so um, oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> more, more air time. Right? <laughs> more air time. Oh, I know. Dear. Yeah. So at number two, well, that would be one of my favourite places. Then, um, well, well, this is Dublin actually, but. Uh, 
As I say, Auntie's actually flying into Derry today. So it's, uh, 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 and I then, do like Dublin. And then, of course, finally, number one. Number one, then, of the top ten list of destinations, then, uh, from Gatwick, uh, is Barcelona. See, you know, I was surprised by that. I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, I wouldn't. No. I wouldn't have put Barcelona. No, I it's don't know. popular. A lot of people I know love Barcelona. I was thinking, I, I'd have thought like Canaries or somewhere like you know, mm. so any of the Canary Islands and that you'd have thought, especially like half term because a lot of people are going for the the heat. Mm. And of course, the Canaries are still quite warm, aren't they this time of year? But Barcelona. The only other thing with Barcelona is, Mister Smith, that uh, you need to take ten mortgages out before you go Do there. Do you? Splendid. Yes. <laughs> right. Okay. And, and, and six credit cards. Oh. It's rather expensive. Is it? Right. Yes. Well, that's, yes. That's marvelous. Good news. Good news. <laughs> so moving swiftly on then to yes. our next news story, which is going to take an hour to boot up now because the... Uh, ah, the joys of the rural ah, here we go. Ah, it's another one from the Travel Weekly site. And uh, Wow Air are to... Uh, uh, say, w- say what? Wow. <laughs> wow Air. I've not um, heard of that one. <laughs> no, actually, that's quite a new airline. Uh, right. They've announced £99 transatlantic flights, but with a catch. Mm. So, uh, new transatlantic flights from less than £100 one way are due to take off from Gatwick next summer. But there's a catch. Passengers must change aircraft in Reykjavik in Iceland. (laughs) The £99 flights are being offered uh, from uh, last week, they started offering on Thursday, by Icelandic low-cost carrier Wow Air. The airline, established in 2011 by Icelandic entrepreneur Skul Morgensen, well done, aims to thank you, <laughs> aims to link flights from Gatwick to new services from Boston and Washington DC. Really, flights from Reykjavik to Boston are due to start on March the 27th, followed by Washington on June the 4th, with the Gatwick link commencing in April. Both services involve an hour to change aircraft in Iceland. Morganson claims the airline will offer the cheapest connection between Europe and North America in a move that challenges direct transatlantic budget flights from Gatwick offered by Norwegian. The Boston connecting flights will run five times a week and those to Washington four times a week. Wow Air currently flies daily between Gatwick and Reykjavik with twice daily flights on Sundays, Mondays and Thursdays. And for us geeks interested in what aircraft they'll be using, uh, Wow Air are going to use the A320, the Airbus A320, on the leg from Gatwick to Reykjavik. And then on the uh, the long-range flight, they'll be using the Airbus A321 extended range for the flights uh, to the US. So the £99 lead-in fare is available for travel from the UK on Mondays and Tuesdays between March the 30th and June the 15th. Morganson said, this is just the beginning of our plans to transform low-cost transatlantic flights. Not only are we providing flights to the USA for less than a standard London to Edinburgh train ticket, we're opening the market to a whole new market of travellers who might previously not have been able to afford transatlantic flights. What do you think of that one, Mr Smith? That's well, good. I mean, yeah. I, 99 quid to get you to... I uh, mean, do you get... Things? I mean, because they say you have an hour's layover. I mean, I don't suppose you can do a lot in there. In Iceland, no. No. Well, be a bit they, chilly. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think they mean the shop. No. <laughs> in the freezer section. Yeah, I can't, can't plug, promote <laughs> oh, shops. Oh, sorry. <laughs> My apologies. Yes. But it, of course, other so supermarkets other are, available. are available. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it sounds fantastic. It almost seems too good to be true. Mm. Usually these things are. I mean, do they charge you to use the toilet? Or, I mean, it just... Well, it seems Ryanair so were talking in talks about starting mm. up uh, a transatlantic service. Right. Um, wow. And... Uh, 
I mean, if this one comes on next year, which it says here it's going to, yeah. at £100 one way... Um, yeah. Right, is it a £100 to come home? Yeah, or, or I is suppose it, more, it would be... Or is that the catch, that it's one hundred? It's 100 quid to get there and <laughs> 500 quid to get, to get home? <laughs> <laughs> is that the snag? Mm. I, I don't know, but it'd be interesting to see as well the mm. uh, what uh, what classes they'll offer, whether they'll have a premium mm. economy and a uh, and a, a sort of a sort of cattle class, cattle and, class, yeah, <laughs> economy and uh, so f- forgive the naivety on my my my, my part here. The, mm. the two planes you mentioned, so. the three twenty and the three twenty one. Yeah. So what's what what what's the the difference between the those? the, uh, the three twenty one's got a longer range right. and it holds uh, slightly more people than the A three twenty. It's a slightly newer aircraft right. as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, they look very similar. Right. Um, as do sort of a lot of the Air- Airbus products look very similar, but you can sort of tell with the size difference. Right. They're the same sort of width um, as such, but the, mm. the length of the fuselage is slightly longer right. than the 321. And is that how you think they're doing it? So they're using the, the smaller plane to get... Just to get people get to Get loads Iceland. of people to Ireland, yeah, essentially, Iceland, fill up yeah, the plane. Yeah. And then, and and then end, right, yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's, that's good. Well, good luck to them. I mean, I hope it works. Well, so do I. So next piece of news then... Uh, which is going to take another hour to load up. <laughs> Internet slow. Oh, you are going to have to go. invest in, broadband, in proper broadband one of these We're, days. This is fibre. We're on fibre here. Yeah, I think it's because I loaded these news feeds up earlier before you right. came. Ah, they're, 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 they're a right. bit slow. Yes, I was slightly delayed, listeners. I'm too sorry. So next piece yeah. of news then. <laughs> ah, oh, my favourite company. So this is Ryanair. God bless them. Uh, could launch a holiday brand within five years. So I presume this is in rival to sort of people like Thompson and, and, and things like that. So the chief marketing officer, Kenny Jacobs, said, an interview with TTG that uh, it would be a logical move for the no-frills carrier which already sells hotels and car hire in a bid to capture more of the leisure market. If it becomes Ryanair's put my teeth in, sorry, it's a little out of practice. Uh, if it becomes Ryanair Hollander holidays at, at uh, a point in time, it is log- a logical way for the brand to go. He said, "We do a version of it already. We can we can certainly do better uh, than we do. Uh, the way customers are responding to the new improved Ryanair, new improved Ryanair. <laughs> oh yeah, it's new, it's new improved. Is it? Mm. Where their website? It's <laughs> uh, been new and improved. Oh, thank goodness for that. Yes, <laughs> I think it it could well be the could be the will go. Oh dear, oh dear. Never mind." Uh, however, Jacobs insisted uh, that uh, any such venture would not necessarily be an imminent move. I can see us launching this in the next five years. People uh, will say uh, you have not been able to, to do that with the old Ryanair. Uh, we'll always be a low cost. Um, we'll always be a low cost airline, um, but we are a travel business. We are uh, starting to open our eyes to that opportunity. The news follows a change in Ryanair's position within the trade after the famously anti-agent airline famous uh, announced it uh, was returning to be sold on GDS. What's GDS? I don't know. It's some sort of business thing. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, on the GDS earlier this year, following 10 years of shunning travel agents. Yeah, they, they don't like them. They never, Ryanair right. never used to like travel agents. Well, because they have to pay them money. Mm. That's why. <laughs> uh, joint owner of Essex brand Gallivant Travel, Celia Lemos, 
said the change uh, in stance was already paying off. I used to dread calling Ryanair if we needed to make a flight uh, change to a booking. Uh, I even uh, used to pretend I wasn't a travel, a travel agent, she said, but I noticed a real change in their manner this year. Uh, I had to call them recently to change the name on a booking. I thought it would be uh, exorbitant like it used to be, but uh, they just changed uh, changed it for the charges, the £10 administration fee, and they're much more open to it now. However, others in the trade, including the first agency to ever sell Ryanair flights, remained more sceptical about the no-frills carrier's attitude and its holiday brand plans. I mean, seriously, what sort of what sort of holidays are they going to be? Well, I think what this is going to... I gonna, know they do a range of hotels. They, they do, do so hotels and car yeah, I think what they're going to do, they're going to try and do like uh, a bit like Travel Republic right. do another great yeah. uh, website, Travel Republic, right? Uh, and try and do a, com- a whole combined package, right? Okay, so a bit like can, Thompson, and yeah, 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 yeah. So you can get your hotel, yeah. your flights, your car high, your, yeah, and everything in, in one click. Really? Yeah, I think this is what Ryanair are going to do with this. So that that'll be interesting to see yeah. what happens there I because that, that, there is a lot of competition on the on the online realms. Right. For yeah. Holiday. It, 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 it just sounds like another another excuse to um uh, sort of charge more, you more, make make, more charge money. you more money for your, your your incoming baggage. Frankly, that always seems to be overweight when you come home. I don't know. Why, I don't know why that is. Sorry, Ryanair. Right? That's other. That's all right. That's right. Available. And I'd recommend you use them. That's <laughs> Oh, moving swiftly so, on. <laughs> so, yes, I think this will be my last visit to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. swiftly on, crawleynews.co.uk site this one. The um, chic off the winter blues. Uh, mm. British Airways are to launch flights from Gatwick to Egypt. Oh. Uh, British Airways are going to begin uh, flying from Gatwick to Sham el-Sheikh in Egypt from September 2015. Holidaymakers will be able to choose from two flights a week to the diving holiday hotspot, and flights will increase to three times a week during the winter months, offering even more option and flexible flying times. Mm. This new route follows a recent announcement that the airline will also start flying from Gatwick to Seville in Spain, Las Palmas in Gran Canaria, and Fuchal in Madeira. Colm Lacey, British Airways Head of Commercial uh, at Gatwick, said Sham al-Sheikh is only five hours away and it's a popular choice of families and a favourite with divers, thanks to the crystal clear waters. Fares are going to start from £219 return, including taxes and charges, and return hand baggage only fares start from £199, including taxes and charges. Mm-hmm. See, I think a lot of this is because obviously it's still very troubled over there, and of course Turkey's now all kicking off and, mm. and things as well. I mean, I had we had a holiday, I think it was March of this year, and that was to Sharm el-Sheikh. And uh, I must admit, because uh, again, one of the things on the bucket list was that I wanted to go and see the pyramids. I know you can look at them uh, online yeah, and things. Yeah. Um, and uh, basically, all, all all the hotel sort of travel agents and things were saying, no, no, you mustn't do that because otherwise you'll get shot at and things like that. I mean, it was it was. Uh, having said that, um, we didn't feel. I mean, it was weird because every time we went into the hotel, you got security all around you mm. and. Uh, and every time the bus pulled up, there'd be a man going around checking underneath it with mirrors and things like that. But if, uh, strangely, that didn't actually sort of put you off, really. So, I mean, as I say, if you if you don't mind that sort of thing, once you actually... Because it's Sharm el-Sheikh, I think, is such an important part of their tourist industry that... Uh, is the airport nice? Uh, no. No, okay. it's horrible. Okay. <laughs> it is absolutely horrific. <laughs> it is... Uh, uh, we, won't, we won't talk about the toilets, because you said it was a family show, yeah, obviously. Oh, yeah. But uh, it was... And, and the other weird thing in the airport was... Um, um, they wouldn't accept their own currency. 
okay. which was very strange. Uh, and certainly in the hotel rooms and things, they, the, the hotels they were accepting uh, sterling over um, their own um, Egyptian pound. Hmm. Um, and in the airport, it was dollars. If you didn't have dollars, they weren't interested. You couldn't make card payments or anything. So, oh. I mean, I know the economy's uh, in trouble apparently, but. Uh, Yes, not good. Not good. All right. So next news story, uh, this is uh, BBC News, uh, Bedfordshire Hearts and Bucks. Uh, This is uh, British Airways Boeing 737 lands at uh, Cranfield University. A Boeing 737 passenger jet has landed at Cranfield University in Bedfordshire, where it uh, will be used by students as a research and training tool. The B737-400 airliner has been donated to the university by British Airways following its retirement from service. Professor Phil John from the School of Aerospace Transport and Manufacturing said that the plane would provide a highly significant resource, unique in European academia and uh, further enhances our capabilities and industrial-scale facilities at the university. British Airways Captain Mark Schlafmaker. Well done. Thank you. Uh, One of the pilots uh, flying the aircraft to Cranfield said that uh, with more modern and efficient aircraft coming into our fleet, it's great that we have the opportunity to donate this retired 737 for research and training purposes. Now, I I saw this one earlier on in the week. I thought it's brilliant. I think it's really nice of BA to... um, to because I mean, these these aircraft, even though they are old, yeah, yeah. are not cheap. No, um, and well, as it says, don't, don't Ryanair normally board them. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> Sorry, actually, yes. actually they, they did used to have these many years did ago, they? the four hundred right. series. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, this aircraft, even it's an, it is an old four hundred series, next right. gen, an X Gen seven three seven. But it's um, it was it's good of BA to donate that mm. aircraft to them. Yeah. It's, uh, what what is, what is the, the the retail value of it? I mean, like just. Even though it's now coming out of service, oh, do you know? I don't know. You'd have to. You'd have to um, look at that one on uh, ah, right. on, the, on the googly okay. search thing. Ah, right. But okay. I, you'll, you'll have to look at that one. Find find that one up for us. We'll, okay, we'll come right, back. Yeah. We'll come back to that. Yes, but that's. Okay. Um, I, do you know, I, I wish BA would donate an aircraft to me. <laughs> yeah. I although bet. I don't think the wife would like that <laughs> no, too she much. She would not. Uh, uh, in the in the, the rural community to which you live in, uh, <laughs> parking it somewhere may be more of a yes. challenge. Uh, there aren't many hangars around here. <laughs> no, no. I don't think the uh, local. Fly Flying school where I'm learning to fly at the moment would um, would be able to ha- actually you wouldn't be able to land that aircraft there. No, no. I mean they could um, barely land them at, at sort of Derry Airport because the <laughs> runway's so short. You stand no chance at Beckles Airfield. I do know. No. So moving swiftly on then to our next news story. This one is on the Travel Weekly site and it's about Qantas um, for our friends across uh, across the pond there, Steve and Grant at the. Uh, Playing Crazy Down Under podcast. They'll like this story. Uh, Qantas are back in the black after record losses. Qantas is on course to deliver its first pre-tax profits this year in the three months to September. The forecast return to the black comes after the Australian carrier reported its uh, biggest annual net loss of uh, $2.8 Australian dollars, which uh, equates to £1.6 billion. For the month, uh, 12 months to June, uh, the airline blamed a 550 million Australian dollar drop in revenue due to capacity growth outstripping demand. A record high fuel bill up by uh, 253 million Australian dollars to uh, 4.5 billion. Uh, weaker domestic demand together with the cost of 5,000 redundancies and 80% of which are expected to be achieved by June next year. Qantas also faced a 2.6 billion uh, Australian dollar write down to uh, to the value uh, if its international fleet um, 
Chief Executive Alan Joyce told the airline's annual general meeting that the preliminary figures indicated that Qantas has made an underlying pre-tax profit for the first quarter of the 2015 financial year. Australia's financial year runs from July to June. And Joyce said that uh, at our full year's results announcement in August, uh, I said that the Qantas group had come through the worst. Today I can reconfirm that statement. Shareholders were told that passenger numbers were up 2.7% in September uh, compared to a year ago. Yields at International uh, are, ha- have been positive for six consecutive months as revenue and network in- initiatives from the carrier's transformation programme take hold, Joyce said. Domestic passenger loads and yields were high in September than in, pre- in the previous year. Um, this is good news for, for Qantas then. They're sort of pulling themselves back yeah, from, uh, two from point, the losses. 2.7%. That's not really very much, is it? Oh, it's good in this uh, day is and it? age. In the, in the yeah. aviation industry now, in anything, any profit is a, is a good Well, yeah. Thing. You know, is um, it, I meant more the passenger numbers. Mm. I'm, I'm surprised because, I mean, I've, I've flown with Qantas... Um, I think I was two weeks ago. Oh, oh, did you? Oh, <laughs> yes. right. Okay, but they, I mean, they've got a nice fleet, haven't they? I mean, yeah, nice yeah, fleet. they have got some really good, lovely fleet of aircraft. Yeah. They've obviously got the three eighty, which you can see on the picture right. here. Okay, that's what I flew home on a couple of weeks right. ago. Right, that the, very uh, one. Yeah. Well, probably not that one, <laughs> but we flew back with Qantas right. uh, on the three eighty a few weeks ago, and I, I have to say the service was really good. Yeah. The, the crew were really, really nice. The yeah. cabin crew and the Qantas were really, really good. Um, so is it? Do you, do you think it's just a case that perhaps perhaps there wasn't quite? I suppose they were hoping for more of a demand mm. when they put these large because these are much much larger much planes, larger, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Um, but they do code share with Emirates, right? Um, so they they do run as an, an an Emirates flight as well as a Qantas flight on a lot right. of their um, long haul flights, okay. such yeah. as the to, Dubai to um, right. Heathrow flight to to get sort of. To capacity up, running stuff. So, so let's hope that's uh, let's hope that will continue to be uh, yeah. good news for Qantas because, uh, like we said, we do we do like we do we do love our our friends across the pond in Australia. Ah. So, next piece of news then. Ah, right. We're back with uh, Ryanair. I'm afraid uh, Ryanair passenger arrested after causing mayhem on flight from hell. Man claimed he had bombs, threw lit cigarettes, and punched an elderly man. Oh, he sounds like a a real. Bundle of joy. Yeah, that's the sort of flight you really want to be <laughs> yes, on. Yes, yes, especially as a nervous flyer like myself. It's just like so. A Ryanair passenger was arrested after a flight from hell in which he reportedly claimed that uh, he, that he had bombs, threw lit cigarettes around the cabin, and punched an elderly man. Mm. A group of men on the flight eventually had. Uh, to tackle him to the ground and restrain him until the airplane uh, landed at East Midlands Airport on, on uh, this would have been a Wednesday night. Um, the uh, Hazel Hickson, 53, of Groby, who was uh, returning from a five-day trip to Malaga with friends and her 12-year-old son, told the Leicester Mercury, ten minutes into the flight, he was making strange noises. I first thought uh, he might have learning difficulties. <laughs> oh dear, that's the uh, first place to go with that, obviously. But then a couple uh, sat uh, close to him, asked him asked to be moved. He then stood up and said he could uh, take the plane down, and somebody else said he heard him say that he had three bombs. The cabin staff spoke to him, but they didn't really do anything in particular. Well, I mean, what can they do? 
I mean, it's, you're in the, this is the thing that's really scary about this. I mean, it's, when you're up in the air, that's that's one of the things that makes oh, yeah, me there's a bit no nervous. police stations. Up yeah, there. no. I mean, no. it's not it's not like you can just pull over and throw them off at the next cloud, is it? I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, what do you? I mean, what do you? Uh, what was the cabin crew? What do you do in that situation? I mean, well, they, they are trained to uh, to yeah. deal with situations, but then when you've got someone who's yeah. a lot more. Yeah. Um, Irate and heavier yeah. than you are, right? Um, yeah. They're, they're going to cause trouble. Valium, that's the answer. Mm. <laughs> Drug him until they land. <laughs> Uh, anyway, he then started to either verbally or physically uh, abuse uh, an elderly lady in front of him, and then and when her husband uh, told him to stop, he punched him in the eye, breaking his glasses and making him bleed. She said seven or eight men restrained him for about twenty minutes at the back of the aircraft. Another passenger, Sue Snowden, fifty-six, described it as the flight from hell, and said uh, he started five minutes into the flight. He was shouting and obviously upset. I thought he was on drink or drugs. He lit cigarettes and threw them threw them down on the plane. There was a young stewardess trying to deal with him, uh, but she was getting really, really upset. A Ryanair spokesman told the Leicester Mercury, the crew of this flight from Malaga to East Midlands requested police assistance on arrival after the uh, passenger... Um, sorry, I lost my place there. After the passenger became disruptive, the uh, aircraft landed normally and police removed the de- and detained this passenger. Ryanair sincerely apologised to other customers for any inconvenience suffered on this flight. It is now a matter for Leicestershire Police. A Leicestershire Police spokeswoman told the paper that a man had been charged with common assault, being drunk while on an aircraft and smoking on an aircraft and was due to appear in court in November. Wow! Now that just just the smoking on an aircraft part of that—that's yeah. that, a huge fine, is it? Yeah, that's right. that's a quite hefty fine. Yeah, um, I mean that's not including all the other stuff. Being drunk on an aircraft—I mean there's, there's going to be something, and then there's obviously the assault part of that. I mean this guy is not going to—he's um, not going to have a good Christmas this year. No, well let's well let's let's hope not. Frankly, no. I mean <laughs> I think it's, it's not. There's, I mean <laughs> I'm all for a bit of a laugh. And a I mean you mm, know me well enough mm, to know that if well, I, yeah. if I can have a joke at somebody's <laughs> expense, I shall do it with without question. But I mean really, that's not the place to do it, is it? Uh, not when you're sort of you know several thousand feet in the air. Especially not when you're on your way home from a holiday. Well, yeah, you know, you've just had yeah. a good, lovely week's holiday away, yeah. and uh, you're on your way home, and someone decides to um, overdo it on the the duty free I mean, booze. The, the lengths people go to to get out of work the following day. <laughs> <sighs> I tell you, I've never had a flight like that. I don't. I no. hope I never do. No. Travel Daily India site this one then, and this is regarding an aircraft that we talked about in a few previous episodes of the show. Mm. Uh, Virgin Atlantic are to fly the Dreamliner to India. Official re- uh, officials reveal that the new Boeing 787-9 will operate to Delhi in 2015. Uh, Virgin Atlantic is planning to deploy its brand new uh, 787-9 uh, to flights to India from next year. Uh, Joe Thompson, the uh, UK Carriers Director of Network and Alliances, was reported telling reporters in the la- in the uh, US last week that Virgin will use the new wide-bodied air jet uh, to operate its London to Delhi route uh, next year. We currently fly one of our Airbus A330s to Delhi. Uh, that will be replaced by the new 787-9. And Thompson was quoted saying, by the Economic Times... Um, this is likely to mark the first time the Boeing 787-9 aircraft has flown to India. Uh, Air India operates a fleet of smaller 787-8s, but the extended uh, Dash 9 
only entered service this summer and is currently operated by just four airlines, Virgin Atlantic, ANA, United Airlines and Air New Zealand. Virgin 787-9 comes equipped with 264 seats in three cabins, with 31 in business class, 35 in premium economy, and 198 in economy. Its first flight took off uh, a couple of weeks ago now, operating from London to Atlanta, while other future destinations are expected to include Boston, New York, and Washington, D.C., Earlier this year, Virgin announced it will suspend its flight to Mumbai in 2015. Hmm. Um, Any any idea why? No, I don't know why. There's a lot of airlines now um, cancelling particular routes and stuff. I think these are the non-profit routes, the ones that don't make that much money on. But um, it's good to see that they're going to fly this aircraft. I mean, these are... um, I think they're starting to iron out the creases now with the Dreamliner. Mm. Because, I I mean, even you, you'll know, Mrs. Smith, that uh, the Dreamliner's had its share of... um, Issues yeah, since it's launch. Batteries, batteries, yeah, 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 the, yeah. The, one, the big one that I was, I was aware um, of. But this is the, the Dash Nine, um, mm. which is a slightly longer version, right, than the Eight, and um, this this seems to be going really well. Uh, it's good that Virgin have uh, chosen it as well. I mean, it must prove that it's a, a good aircraft. Well, what, I mean, it's a major version. airline, isn't it? Oh, to, yeah, to, to be carrying it is usually a good sign, isn't it? That if they've got confidence in a mm. in in. But I mean, but. but I mean, Boeing have always made good planes. Haven't they? I, I mean, know, yeah. I know, I know. I, I do love the Boeing product. Mm. I always will. Mm, yeah, no, that's fair enough. Uh, world, uh, world, uh, it's Travel Mall. Sorry, is uh, our, our next uh, news source, and it's a study reveals uh, when to get the cheapest fares. <laughs> Sky now, if you haven't got this app, actually, as a serious flyer, and I'm sure you have, they also do one for car car hire as well, which I've used when I've been islands. Sky Scanner has revealed when. To get the best deals on flights to six key winter city dis- destinations, the results are based on thousands of searches from the UK. It found the best times to book are if you're going to Bangkok three weeks before departure, Geneva three weeks de- before departure, Berlin five weeks before departure, Miami five weeks before departure, Sydney six weeks before departure, and Hong Kong eight weeks before departure. The six destinations were chosen as they see their popularity soar in the winter, with the biggest increase in searches between August and September of all global cities. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry, I'm just. Um, I'm, you I'm just carry book- on. <laughs> no, I'm just uh, just booking my flights to Miami. Are you right? I was yeah. <laughs> well, I want to go in five weeks' time. Right? Do so, you? Uh, right. Anything on <laughs> specifically? <laughs> Sky, Scan- Sky Scanner's Mary Porter said that without a doubt, this is the most commonly asked question we get as everyone wants to increase their chances of getting a bargain. The analysis comes after a, a Sky Scanner study at the start of this year revealed that in general, the best time to book. For the best chance of cheapest fares is five weeks before travel. However, the study also highlighted that it depends on the destination. Wow. Well, I, t- I tell you, the, the destinations I've chosen on here are quite sort of um, hmm. far out destinations. Yeah. Apart from well, Berlin, obviously, and Geneva. But yeah. you know, the other ones are, are not destinations you'd kind of say, well, I'm, I'll go there next week. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, I mean well, Sydney and Hong Kong. I mm. mean, it's it's just, uh, I mean, Hong Kong is usually where you stop before you go to Sydney, isn't mm. it? So, I, mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're beyond long haul. But, well, I mean, if, if the system works, as I say, I mean, I've used the app. Um, myself, I have it on my phone. I've got, I've got the app, but I've never used it. Have you not? Oh, no, no, it's really no. good. It's really good. Yeah. Unfortunately, whenever I pick my phone up, I'm always, uh, I'm always looking at the Plane Finder app, following <laughs> aircraft. 
<laughs> All right, before I get arrested for, for being anti-Rhino, you better take the next story, I think. Okay, okay, so next story then uh, is on the Herald Scotland site, and uh, Ryanair has opened a Glasgow airport base. Uh, the low-cost airline has opened its third Scottish base at Glasgow Airport. Ryanair will offer seven new routes for winter, including three times daily services to Dublin and London Stansted. Mm. It will also offer seven new routes for summer to Warsaw, Rocklaw and Bygosigs in Poland. Probably <laughs> hash that one up. And Carcassonne in France, Chania in Crete, Riga in Latvia, uh, Derry Dublin and London. The airline expects to handle more than 850,000 passengers a year from Glasgow, uh, where it will base one aircraft. Francois Bourrien, Glasgow Airport's commercial director, said, It's a real pleasure to officially welcome Ryanair to Glasgow Airport. He sounds very, very Scottish, doesn't he? He does, yeah. (laughs) I should have put an accent on there, really, shouldn't I? Uh, The airline will serve seven routes from Glasgow this winter, which will increase to nine from next summer. Uh, providing our customers with even greater choice of business and holiday destinations to travel to. The airline has ambitious plans for growth, particularly amongst uh, Glasgow's business community, which is why it focused on opening at a primary airport such as Glasgow. We are already seeing strong demand for Ryanair services amongst our customers and are committed to working with the airline to continue to enhance our route offering and deliver services based on demand. We look forward to working closely with the team at Ryanair to ensure it uh, enjoys success and growth at Glasgow Airport. Ryanair said its presence at Glasgow Airport will help support 850 on-site jobs. And the airline UK sales and marketing manager Maria Macken said, To celebrate the opening of our new Glasgow base, we are launching flights from £9.99 for travel in November, December and January which are available for booking until midnight on Thursday. Oh, that's the 30th of October. Oh, oh, no. That was yesterday. Oh, dear. Oh, blimey. Since these low prices will be snapped up quickly, they urged passengers to book quick. Now, I'd imagine at that price they were fairly snapped yes, up. I mean, I mean, I mean I, I'm, I'm running them down and I'm really not being fair, to be honest, because however you dre- dress it up, they are basically a bus, aren't they? They're a air bus. Mm. I know mm. that. But it's, I, mean, I mean, the last time I went to, uh, to, to Ireland, as I say, because we go there quite often to visit auntie, and I think it was for something like £47 return. Yeah. I mean... However you dress it up, I mean, as long as the thing don't crash, really, I mean, you're sort of, you know, you're onto a winner, really, aren't you? So. How, do you how do you rate your, your Ryanair experience then? Because, like you said, you've flown with them quite a few times yeah, now. I, I'm just- they, they. I mean, with the exception of uh, usually a very good experience, if I'm if I'm brutally honest, mm. uh, I had a couple of problems with um, rude cabin staff, oh, okay. um, and uh, they they were. Uh, um, I think uh, he says trying not to get himself into trouble, but they were of uh, Eastern European origin, shall okay. we say, uh, and uh, their uh, their manners led much to be desired, which is, as you say, in cabin crew, it's the last thing you expect. Mm. Um, mm. But, I mean, with regard to the actual flight, I mean, it, it does exactly what it says on the tin. It, it, was, a, it was a Boeing at the end of the day. It, well, it was, yes. It was, the, <laughs> uh, it was at the 737 yeah, 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 yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, nice, uh, uh, yeah, ni- nice little plane. I mean, it's... They've they've got some years behind them. I mean, they they're, mm. they're they're tired planes, really. But you know, they've got they've not new ones. They're, he's got quite a they? large order. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's got quite a large order of new ones. Has he? Um, 
and he's also ordered some of the brand new 737 Max right. okay. aircraft and how as they well. Differ? What, what's the, They're the, slightly larger, right? And they've also got redesigned uh, winglets and the, the little bits on the tips mm. of the tail. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, and uh, it's got uh, redesigned engines as well, brand new engines, cool. more uh, um, eco-friendly. Engines oh, oh, I mean, well. they, they must they, they must be working because every time I mm. go, they are never ever empty. Yeah, you know, and yeah, and yeah. I, every single flight that I've, and then I mean, it's not just peak times that I'm going either. I mean, I, I'm sort of, you know, on purpose catching mm. the half past silly o'clock flight to to get to, to Derry. I mean, they even have their own little section of stands to do it that that yeah. just caters yeah. for well, Ryanair yeah. flights. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that's just sheer volume, as I say. So mm. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of having a laugh and a joke at their expense. But however you dress it up, they are doing exactly what they say on the team. They take you from A to B. They're usually on time. I don't think I've ever known any of my Ryanair flights certainly to Derry have ever been delayed um, apart from one and that was because it was sort of you know 20 inches of snow on the ground so mm, that's fair enough mm, I'll, think, mm. I'll let them off and I had to land at Luton and catch a bus back to Stansted but anyway it was just just I mean what can you what can you say I mean it does exactly what it says on the tin really excellent Next so, piece of news. Indeed, yes. So we're back to Travel Weekly. Uh, and this uh, is uh, Flybe pilot. Arre- ah, yes, now I heard this. You on did the, hear yeah, I heard this on the news. <laughs> this is Flybe pilot arrested on suspicion of being over the drink drive limit. Um, a Flybe pilot is reported to have been removed from his aircraft and arrested on suspicion of being over the drink drive limit just before he was due to fly. The pilot was due to fly from Newquay to Gatwick on Wednesday morning before he was removed for a breath test. A police source told the BBC that officers were alerted after a fellow crew member became concerned. A police spokesman confirmed that a 48-year-old man had been arrested. The flight was then cancelled and passengers um, were faced delays of almost five hours. One passenger, who asked to, be, to remain anonymous, said, We all got on the plane and then there was announcement, an announcement. We were told that the pilot was unwell. A Devon and Cornwall police spokesman said a 48-year-old man from Crediton, Devon, was arrested on suspicion of being over the drink drive limit. He was taken to Newquay Police Station and remains in custody. The airline said Flybe can confirm that one of its pilots volunteered to help the police with their inquiries at Newquay Airport. Flybe is not able to confirm to comment further while the police investigation is taking place. A Civil Aviation Authority spokesman said for pilots, the blood alcohol limit is 20 milligrams of alcohol per 100 milliliters of blood. For context, the UK drink drive limit is 80 milligrams per 100 milliliters. Now, I mean, if you know you're flying... As a pilot... Yeah, I mean, I I just, just, you know, I mean... For you, you, I mean, you drive drive a coach. You're, 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 You're carrying... Yeah, uh, the most. Pre- let's be honest. The most precious cargo in the yes. land. Let's be honest. You're carrying other people's children. Yes. Uh, and however you dress that up, you know, so it's other people's loved ones. And I mean, well, anybody who knows me will know. I. I, I mean, I'm probably going overboard. But if if I know that I'm drop working, say um, tomorrow, um, I won't. I won't touch a drop of alcohol for two days beforehand because mm. I, I, w- I wouldn't be able to live with myself knowing that. If I if I had you know if there was even a slim chance of me being over the limit and something happened, I'd never be able to live with myself. Mm. You know, and I mean, when you think this, this, this I mean, this thing, this thing can't even crash into a barrier. Do you know what I mean? It's up in the air. I mean, I suppose there's less to hit up there, but <laughs> and you've got autopilot. I suppose. Well, yes, I know. But so it's only the landing and the and the taking off. But uh, 
it's uh, I, I just I just can't believe that that he thought for one moment. Um, well, and, and well done to the crew uh, mm. for for spotting mm. it. I mean, that's it just, it's just madness in this day and age. It's complete madness, isn't especially it? with. Uh, I mean, they talk about a pilot shortage now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because we're coming to the stage now where a lot of uh, airlines are losing pilots due right. to due to retirement, right? Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of it is due to the fact that it costs so much money to learn to fly. Yeah, as well, I'm you, you, I can say you'd know all about that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the part the commercial pilots license part of things when you actually mm. you know you want to go, you want to fly these the bigger aircraft mm. and stuff. Yes, that's another big yeah. um, amount of money you need to find. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, I think they they they're kind of general idea of money wise is about it's about eighty thousand pounds well one of one of my friends is is currently um training to be uh exactly that he's training to be a commercial airline pilot and i mean he's he's um in the in the hundreds of thousands already mm. Mm. um but i think and it, i think a lot of it is not so much the learning of the skill is it? it's not the training it's the fact that it's just the hours isn't it it's yeah. the hours oh, you yeah. have to put yeah, in yeah, yeah. before you're allowed to commercially yeah. drive passengers around which i i guess i guess makes sense i mean for those know, for the those, last thing you want is somebody who doesn't know what they're doing up in the air no really. i was just gonna say for those for those listeners who uh watched that uh, series that was on TV not so long back, the world's scariest landings. I think it was called world's right. no, world's no, scariest no, land or wor- wor- worst places it? to land or scariest right. landing. It was yeah. a, a series that was on, and uh, these pilots were in Peru landing right. uh, tiny Cessna caravans in some really <laughs> inhospitable <Caravan>. places. <laughs> um, you could have to explain that. What's it, it, that? The Cessna caravan. It's yes. uh, well. Y- You've seen a, you've seen a, you've seen a Cessna caravan a million times because right. they carry the parachutes at the airfield. Oh at yes, Ella. yeah, yeah, Stuart, yeah. Stuart flies. Yeah, up yeah, on. yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, and uh, they fly those aircraft right. in and out of some really horrendous strips. Gosh, well, yeah. they're just sort of pieces of grass, yeah. really. <laughs> um, but a lot of these pilots who do this are mm. doing that to build hours up to wow. then come back to the UK right. to uh, to to join you know the larger uh, wow. airlines. Because the airlines want the the, you know, the the pilots with more hours on their own yeah. logbook as such, which um, yeah, I, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's not a cheap hobby. Is no, it? let's no. let's be honest. No, I I am doing this purely because it's something yeah. I want to do. Yeah, I, I want to get my yeah. license. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. I've got a lesson tomorrow actually. Have you? Yeah, right, tomorrow okay. afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. What's the weather like? I haven't looked actually. Right. I must I w- look. Actually. I wouldn't. <laughs> oh blimey! If it's the report that I, if I was a report I was looking at over the weekend, it's oh, it doesn't no. look good. Yeah. Mm, that's tomorrow afternoon. Okay, your next story from Business Traveller. Business Traveller, yep. Uh, Qatar uh, cancels a second Heathrow A380 service. Uh, Qatar Airways uh, has cancelled its planned second daily A380 service to London Heathrow, and is adding a second daily super jumbo service to Paris. The Gulf carrier was scheduled to add a second A380 onto its uh, London Heathrow route on the, uh, December the 1st, but this aircraft will now fly to Bangkok from that date. The Thailand Super Jumbo service was due to begin on January the 5th and uh, is, is being moved forward by five weeks. Flights QR003 from Doha to London and the return QR004 will continue to be operated by an A340-600. However, Paris Charles de Gaulle will receive a second A380 service from Doha uh, from January the 5th. 
It will be added to uh, flight QR041, which departs Doha at 0140 hours and arrives in Paris at 0655 local time. And we return flight QR042, which takes off from Charles de Gaulle at 0.50 in the morning, lands at Doha at 17.50 hours local time. Qatar Airways will first uh, fly the A380 from Paris as flights QR039 and QR040 from November the 5th. Four days later than planned uh, on the, of the, the November the 1st start date. Uh, this is uh, something I've picked up on on a previous episode a few mm. episodes ago, the Qatar 380 service. Um, it's interesting they've changed it. They've took, so they're taking the, the uh, one aircraft away, or one of the uh, services away from Heathrow, and, and putting it to Paris instead. Right. I mean, I mean, any idea no, the, the reasoning behind it? I have I mean, no idea. No, that's very strange. No idea. So moving on, next piece of news um, is, uh, is from is, the is, Airwise is, website. Uh, oh, oh, Ryanair. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh goody. Another one for you. <laughs> so Ryanair's chief executive, Michael O'Leary, ah, oh, lovely man, uh, said the airline is in the second round of bidders um, to take over Cyprus Airways. Yeah. O'Leary said that his company would meet auditor KPMG on Friday in Cyprus, uh, but did not know how to process how the process of selling the loss-making airline which is more than 90% owned by the Cypriot government would proceed we're down to the second round of bidders Uh, I don't even know who else is in the second round O'Leary said after a news conference in Rome Cyprus's transport minister said in September that Greek airline is it Aegean? Aegean. Yeah, Aegean mm. and Ryanair were amongst the companies that had submitted non-binding bids to acquire Cyprus Air. O'Leary said that he had no idea whether Ryanair's bid would be successful. We have said publicly we don't expect to be successful because we suspect that the Cypriots will probably lean in favour of the Aegean, of, the, of Aegean uh, O'Leary has said. Mm. Mm. I wonder. I rec- I think they will as well. Really? I think they'll, I think they'll side with a gym because they're they're the they're their own sort of area right. as such a airline. Yeah. Um, it would be interesting to, home, to see if Ryanair did get that. It did so, they did get Cyprus Airways? Are they are they in administration? Is that why? I mean, because KPMG. Um, no, they're, they're Cyprus Airways, uh, as it says here, are ninety percent owned by the Cypriot government. But right. I think okay. they they that want doesn't to mean sell anything these days. But, you no, they they want go. to sell the airline as a. Right. As a going, going concern, concern. Right, yeah. Yeah, worth more money, yeah. I suppose, if it's still functioning as such. But yeah. with this, because Cyprus Airways have got a few kind of key routes in Europe, mm. I think they it, w- it would add to Ryanair's. Right. Um, okay, yeah. you know, well, and uh, add stock, of course. Yeah, well, the aircraft. Yeah, they've they've got a few, a lot of their aircraft are leased, but I think they do have right. some some okay. per- some older aircraft. Yeah. Next piece of news from the BBC News: uh, Scotland, Orkney, and Shetland site Aberdeen International Airport are to charge drivers one pound for ten minutes. This is something we've brought up on shows previous about airport charges for parking. Drivers staying for up to ten minutes at Aberdeen Air- International Airport forecourt are going to be charged a pound. The forecourt is currently marked off as a drop-off only, and the airport said that the new charge is being implemented uh, in an attempt to tackle congestion and safety concerns. Drivers wanting to stay for more than 10 minutes will be advised to stay in the short uh, or the short stay car park to use that instead. The charge will come into effect from the 7th of January next year. Now, to be to be fair to Aberdeen, I mean places like Stansted. Uh, I mean, that's already in place. You can't drop off for free anymore. Mm. The, 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 you can if you go off-site. 
um, you can, um, if you pick up the 120, is if you're going out towards Colchester, there's actually a, a, a drop off. But if you want to drop them off on the turn, I mean, my mum my has sort of, you know, a mobility issue, shall mm. we say. And so, I mean, it's not something she could do. And uh, today, when, when dropping off Auntie, I mean, it was £3 for half an hour. Three pounds. Three pounds. For, so half, for an hour. half an hour. And it, all we literally did, I mean, I didn't even park. You know, we literally sort of arrived, oh, let Auntie blimey. out, gave her a suitcase, and then came straight out. And I mean, we were in there less than 10 minutes. Um, but it's naught to 30 is three pounds. So three pounds for uh, half yeah. an hour. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's, uh, well, I, I don't know. I mean, I, these these airports have to make money somewhere, I suppose. But uh, I was just trying to see what that is in in. Uh, in American dollars, really, three right. pounds. Yeah, but, that's um, quite a lot. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not uh, cheap. It's going to be. It's going to be so, what? It's probably about five dollars. I'd have mm. thought something in for, the for thirty minutes. Yeah, basically. brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes, please come to the UK. It's lovely here. When you think <laughs> you can park at Stansted, you know, for a week in the uh, long stay car yeah, park yeah. for about uh, forty quid, forty two. Oh, quid. Carlos, you I are know. so behind the times. Meet and greet is the only way. For oh, yeah. <laughs> It's marvellous. Marvellous. <laughs> okay, Flight Glo- Global is uh, the story from our next uh, site. And the last one, yeah, last story. Yeah, okay. New yes. segment. Yeah, and this is uh, Qatar uh, uh, takes four Boeings on the same day. In what is believed to be an unprecedented event, uh, Qatar Airways took delivery of four Boeing wide bodies on the same day earlier this week. On Monday, the 27th of October, we took delivery of four Boeing aircraft, three 787s and a 777 said Qatar Airways Group Chief Executive Akbar Al-Baker. <laughs> You're doing well. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, speaking at uh, Flight Global's Aviation Partnership Summit in Madrid, each of them uh, each of them was on their way to Doha at 15-minute uh, intervals. Uh, Al-Baker said, The simultaneous acceptances are unprecedented. Never in the history of an airline have so many aircraft been taken in just one day. Qatar Airways holds orders for 94777 and 3787s later this year the one world carrier will uh, become the first customer to receive the Airbus A350 oh now I've not heard about that what's that uh, the Airbus that's that Airbus's new contribution to um to the the fleet airline fleet. right okay and how does that uh, differ to the the 380 uh, the three fifty is smaller. Right, it's, a, it's uh, not a double decker like the right. uh, three eighty. Okay. But the uh, the, the so it's more sort it, of the seven eight seven sort of yeah, Boeing. Yeah, it's offering. kind of the A three fifty is is kind of the similar size to the uh, Boeing's triple seven. Right, uh, okay. twin aisle. It's quite. A, it's it's an XWB extra wide body oh, aircraft. Oh, the A three fifty, and uh, they're taking delivery of those uh, in December by the look of it. So it's uh, that's a quite a major investment for them then. They're a big, uh, big airline. Though right. they are a huge airline. Yeah. All the all the um, a- AED, you know, the Arab Emirates airline, right. you know, Emirates and Qatar and uh, um, Gulf. All the all those airlines mm. have. Uh, they've obviously got lots of money. Right, they like <laughs> buying aircraft. Oh, while while I was thinking about it, have you uh, have you seen in the news they they they've got a concept plane that they're working on at the moment where they're windowless. Windowless, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Have, we have I've, covered I've brought, that. Oh, have you? Yeah, yeah. I, I stumbled across a picture of it. If you haven't, if you haven't, there's, there's actually an article on the Guardian, the Guardian at the moment, um, and uh, I'll perhaps uh, Carlos will put a link up for it. Yeah, but, I'll put uh, that in the show notes. It's um, 
they're completely windowless, so they, they, you haven't got the window. To, it doesn't matter where you sit in the plane. It's it's the weirdest <laughs> thing, uh, and, and certainly the picture I'm looking at now. It's it, it's I don't know. I don't know if I like it. You feel like you're falling out of the blooming thing. <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it's terrifying. That's what we discussed before. We said it. You'd be yeah. sitting there. You'd be thinking, "Oh, I'm going to fall out." Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, great. I mean, that's the great. I mean, because I'm a bit of a tech geek as Technology, well. I mean, I mean. And it's it's the the LED screens and especially the the. Um, Oh, I've forgotten the special name of them, but uh, the, the ability to make flexible screens is just—it's. Mm. Mm. I mean, oh, the, 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 the sky is literally yeah. the limit, yeah. <laughs> or yeah. there is no limit. In fact, with with your imagination, I mean, it's just—it's—it's uh, uh, it's exciting times, really, to to be in the, in the technological world at the moment. I think. But, yes. Uh, yeah. Would you like it? I mean, you probably would. I'd love. I'd love any. <laughs> I, I could quite happily sit on an aircraft that's not moving. Yes, I, I recall um, being parked up at uh, Heathrow on several occasions having long conversations about f- planes <laughs> flying over. Honestly, I mean, if, you, if you're ever lucky enough to meet Gemma, she is the the, the hardest, <laughs> long-suffering wife in the whole world. It's just, I don't know how she does it, bless her. She's starting to, she's starting to come on to the, uh, the aviation scene now. Yeah, she's, just, being, oh, she's just humouring you. Know. <laughs> she, she enjoys it. She secretly enjoys my yeah. passion of aviation. No, she I enjoys think. the fact that she gets to go to nice hot places as a result of your interest <laughs> in airplanes, <laughs> is that that must be why she asked me the other day, "When's our next holiday?" Yeah, because you won't shut up about it. No, probably. No. <laughs> so that, you must be you must be due a Malta shoot soon. Uh, that'll be June. Ah, right. That'll be June. Okay. We we'll go to Malta. Yeah, yeah in June. Your, your favorite place in the whole world. Oh yes, yes. yes. Home, home. <laughs> Although I was I was actually tempted to maybe put off our June holiday to Malta this uh, next year. Um, to coincide <gasps> with the air show in Malta because ah, right, we missed yeah. it this year. Right, okay. Um, that I mean, that would be just the the cream, the, the cherry, the, cake, yeah, the yeah. hundreds and thousands of sprinkles and uh, everything else on top of the cake would oh. be to go to my favourite holiday uh, destination and go to an air show. <gasps> really? Right, yeah. Uh, and what, what, I presume Gemma gets to go and have her nails Gem- done? Or? <laughs> she be- there's, a, there's loads of beaches. There's <laughs> loads of beaches. <laughs> So, oh, so that's why we're going to bring uh, the new segment to uh, close oh, this week. Thank goodness for that. I need a cup of tea. Oh, good cool, <laughs> So, we're going to bring uh, this uh, this new section to a close this week, and we're going to come back to you after this. Aviation media has long been the domain of the newspapers and magazines. Well, not anymore. I'm Steve Fisher. And I'm Grant McCarran, and we're bringing aviation right into your radio. Yes, we're making aviation cool and interesting for everyone. Hang on, aviation's always been cool. Check this out. How cool is this? Grant, Grant, turn that down. Here at Plane Crazy Down Under, we've got pilots, engineers, air traffic controllers, industry leaders, even politicians dropping by to talk to us about the amazing world of aviation right here in Australia and occasionally in New Zealand as well. Wow, that's cooler than I thought, mate. Find us at planecrazydownunder.com, on iTunes, or lurking about on other people's podcasts just like this one. We've got crazy accents and lots of great aviation content. And we promise not to talk about the cricket. No, never. Not the cricket. Quack, 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 quack. <laughs> what is cricket, anyhow? Something we win a lot. Oh, there oh. we <laughs> Don't forget, you too can contact the show and leave your messages for Simon and Carlos. Contact them via their website at www.plaintalkinguk.com or email them at plaintalkinguk at hotmail.com. Send them your messages. They really want to hear from you. 
Yes, don't forget we do want to hear from you, so send us those emails. Send us uh, our, the bits on Facebook, because we love hearing from everyone. Yes. So, Mr. S- uh, Mr. Smith, I was about to say Mr. Smith. I should... So, Matt... Yeah. Oh, well done. That's yes. better. Matt is going to uh, bring you some uh, military aviation news. So, if you're ready for that section, Mr. Indeed, Smith... Yes. Far away. Yeah, uh, so you've got your eight uh, then. Rubbish. Right, let's go. <laughs> So with his military aviation news then, I'm going to hand you over to Mr. Matt Smith. <laughs> so from the RAF, uh, the actual RAF main site from the Ministry of Defence, obviously, um, we're uh, it's an article about securing the skies behind the headlines. Now, and several of you probably saw in the news, actually, because uh, I, I didn't realise actually until the, 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 that um, Stansted is the place where they take um, mm, uh, yeah. aircraft that are... Are in trouble, I suppose is one not not because they're not flying, but because they can't identify Being them, which or something. Yeah, is, indeed, which is is very much the case in this particular uh, article. So it's um, uh, Royal Air Force uh, yesterday intercepted a Latvian registered cargo aircraft uh, which had lost communication with air traffic control. The uh, aircraft was intercepted around London and escorted to Stansted Airport, where police took charge of the incident. During the operation, the Typhoon aircraft were cleared to travel at supersonic speed causing a sonic boom that was heard over southeast England. Aircraft are only cleared supersonic over land when absolutely necessary. The intercept uh, was part of the well-rehearsed quick reaction alert, something the RAF has been doing and practicing in one form or another since uh, its formation. Protecting the UK is what the RAF um, was founded for and is still our primary responsibility. While the sonic boom may have uh, focused attention on the aircraft, there was a whole team of people behind the headlines. Many incidents are first recognised by civilian air traffic controllers in national air traffic services to centres at Swanwick in Hampshire and Presswick in Scotland. The RAF has personnel based at Swanwick working alongside their NATS civilian counterparts every day. Now, what does NATS stand for? That's the National Air Traffic Control. Um, oh, service. Right, okay. Uh, yeah. Apologies to obviously the people listening who will think what a numpty. But anyway, <laughs> there we are. It's a, every day is indeed a school day. That means incidents are quickly handed over to the RAF team at uh, what is known at the London Air Traffic Control Centre or LATCC. For short, the LATCC will alert our will alert RAF Battle Space Managers (ABMs) and RAF Bulmer in Northumberland. The team there will manage any and will manage any intercept using both civilian and military radars to track suspicious aircraft and direct RAF aircraft to intercept. If necessary, Typhoon aircraft will be launched from one of two RAF stations at uh, RAF, is it Lossiemouth? Lossiemouth, in, yeah. in Murray, uh, and it covers Northern Ireland, uh, Northern UK, sorry, uh, whilst RAF in Conning- Coningsby uh, in Lincolnshire uh, covers the south. At both stations, it takes personnel in almost every role in the RAF to maintain aircraft and pilots at very at, at the very high readiness and ensure that they can launch without delay. One aircraft was launched uh, time is of the essence while the Bulmer ABMs direct the typhoons the LATCC personnel will work with NATS controllers to clear out civilian aircraft out of the way 
The whole operation is monitored from the UK National Air Defence Operations Centre, from where personnel excuse me, provide uh, updates to the government. Usually air traffic controllers manage to resolve incidents without an intercept. But if necessary, typhoons can escort aircraft to a UK airfield where police will now ta- will then take charge of the incident. The whole process is exercised regularly so everybody involved can work together seamlessly. The result is that as of the 29th of October, the incident is resolved safely and successfully. Wow. wow. Yeah, yeah, we we uh, we followed that. We followed this on the news, mm. especially the sonic booms. Because yeah, someone yeah. someone had posted a, a video on um, on social media mm. of uh, a, a kind of CCTV camera at their house, wow. and it recorded sound. sound and right, you heard yeah. the boom, boom as the um, obviously the aircraft were. I remember back because this was showing my age now, but when mm. when Concorde was still flying, and I remember it because it was one of the mm. few planes that was actually capable of doing it. And it was doing a test flight for some reason. I think mm. it was one of the French ones. And uh, yeah, and it's it's just like a sound. It, it does literally sound like an explosion, doesn't mm. it? But the aircraft that uh, that they intercepted was an Antonov An twenty six, which is a Russian built um, aircraft produced in the USSR between nineteen sixty nine and nineteen eighty five. Right, it's a twin engined uh, turboprop uh, turbojet aircraft mm. and uh, cruises uh, a speed of four hundred and forty kilometers an hour. And has a range of two and a half thousand kilometres. Yeah. I was, I was um, looking looking the uh, the news article up. Actually, there's uh, there's still no reason given as to why they lost control with um, with their traffic control. And radio so. issues. It, it's happening all the time. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, but the primary users of these aircraft, um, apart from the cargo company, who, who were in this particular story, are the Russian Air Force and mm. the Vietnamese Air Force as well. Right. Use these. Oh wow. Um, and they first, as I say, first flew in on May 1969. So quite an old aircraft. Yeah. Um, but as we talk about on this show all the time, these Russian-built aircraft they are built like tanks. Yeah. Well, you've only got you go in the car world. You, I mean, I know larders that are still going. <laughs> I mean, they just. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. So again, with the same uh, service, this is uh, the T. Dash 6C to head uh, UK military training renewal. The UK Ministry of Defence is to replace the bulk of its uh, current fixed-wing training aircraft with three new types following the selection of a military flying training system, MFTS programme, bid by um, KBR slash Elbit systems. It's a joint venture um, uh, confirming uh, Affinity as the preferred bidder for the requirement on the 24th of October. The MOD uh, training system partner for MTFS uh, is it Ascent? Ascent, Ascent yeah. Flight Training said there is a key milestone along the route for a major investment decision. New fleets of GROB or GROB aircraft, uh, the G120TP, the Beechcraft T-6C above, using the photo, and uh, the, um, now what's that? Embraer. Embraer. Is that the Phenom? Phenom, yeah. Phenom. Phenom 100. Wow. Uh, aircraft are due to be uh, introduced to respectively deliver elementary, basic and multi-engine training for the Royal Air Force and Royal Navy. An undisclosed number of each type will replace in-service GROB G115 tutors, shorts, tuss... Uh, dear Tucano, <laughs> Tucano uh, T1s and leased Beechcraft King Air 200s under the arrangement which is expected to run through to 2033 
Flight Global's um, Millicas database records records a respective 11938 and 8 of these as being in current active duty with the G115s provided by Babcock. Ascent says instruction using the new aircraft will be delivered at the RAF's Barkston Heath and Cranwell Air Bases with a G120TP at RAF Valley with the T-6C and at the Cranwell with the um, Phenom 100. Affinity will also provide associated ground-based training devices and courseware under the arrangement. The RAF already operates a fleet of 28 BAE System Hawks 128s from its valley base in Anglesey, North Wales, which will deliver uh, the ad- advanced jet training element of the UK MFTS programme. The Royal Navy's fleet air arm also now trains its observers using four, uh, four King Air 350s introduced via the scheme. Wow. So new aircraft for the uh, for the RAF training then that's good. We did yes. uh, we, we kind of knew these were coming. So, <laughs> um, we don't have any aircraft carriers to put them on. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> well, we've got plenty of airfields across the UK. Well, that's true. That is plenty true. Of airfields. That is true indeed. Okay, so Australia confirms uh, hats. Now I presume that's an acronym for something. <laughs> So Australia confirms Hats win for Boeing uh, Thales EC-135 bid. Australian Defence Minister Senator David Johnston was formally declared the uh, teaming of Boeing Defence Australia and Thales Australia as the winning tender for the Australian Defence Forces Project Air 9000 Phase 7 Helicopter Aircrew Training System. Ah, uh, there we are. <laughs> Helicopter Air Training, training System. <laughs> Very good. Uh, the requirement calls for the replacement of the Royal Australian Navy's and the Australian Army's current training rotorcraft with 15 new Airbus helicopters. Airbus do helicopters as well? Yeah, EC-135s. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Uh, plus three full motion simulators and other synthetic training devices. Made on the 23rd of October, the announcement followed 10 months of contract negotiations following the team's selection as the preferred tenderer last December. A contract signature is expected by the end of October. The Navy's current training fleet comprises of 15 Airbus helicopters AS350BA Squirrels with 723 Squadron at the Naval Air Station in Nowra in New South Wales, which entered service in 1984. The Army has about 30 Bell Helicopter 206B-1 uh, Kowas. Is it Kowas? Kowas. Kowas. Apologies if that's not been pronounced correctly. <laughs> which have been in use since the early 1970s, based at Holsworthy Barracks near Sydney with the 173 Aviation Squadron and with the Army Aviation Training Centre at Oakley, west of Brisbane. The new aircraft and training facilities for both services will be based at Nowra, with the system expected to commence training in late 2016. This will deliver a fully integrated modern training environment with both in-flight and virtual environments on contemporary twin-engine helicopters and flight simulators, Johnson said. Crews will uh, transition from the EC-135 to the Airbus helicopters Tiger, Boeing and CH-47F. Uh, Lockheed Martin Sky Sikorsky Sikorsky well yeah. <laughs> MH-60R and the NH Industries MRH-990 he notes the Boeing uh, Thales team for hats 
which was selected ahead of a direct bid by uh, the Australian Aerospace, now part of the Airbus Group Australia Pacific, with the EC-135 and a teaming of Ray Raytheon, Raytheon, Raytheon That's it. <laughs> Australia and Bell, which offered the Bell 429. That is one heck of a story. <laughs> I know for you, that. You enjoyed that one, didn't you? <laughs> I did not. The, um, the just uh, branching on that EC-135, mm. um, you probably wouldn't have seen that before, that mm. particular designation, but that's uh, a, a helicopter that actually flies over here quite often. Does it? You've seen it millions of times really? um, on your travels. I'll give you a clue. It's painted yellow. Oh, uh, that must be the. Oh, uh, yeah, that'll be the air ambulance. Yeah, but actually, it was it. parked at Lowestoft Cemetery, wasn't it? Very recently. Yes, for some yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yes, it gave both me and the school children that I, uh, for the school run, which I was doing a bit of a surprise because it was all still running and that. Mm. It was very strange. We we were lucky actually in the summertime <laughs> this year, the late part of the summer. We um, mm. um, well, I I went to the Seething Air Show. Ah, right. Just up the road from here. And I managed to get an interview with the um, the pilot of the uh, or chief mm. pilot of the air ambulance who flies the EC one three five, which was which was awesome. Well, and uh, also of course Prince uh, William is actually in the process of training yes. to fly because he's going to be based out of Cambridge. Isn't he, he is, yeah. yes, our prince, yes, indeed, yes, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, another bit of news there, look, see. Yeah, very exciting. So moving swiftly on, another yeah, one from okay. Flight Global again. This one. Oh dear! Uh, Do you want me to take this one? Do you want me to take? I'll yeah, take. you take this one. Yeah. <laughs> I've had enough of complicated bless him. Israeli F thirty five by takes fleet up to uh, forty four aircraft. Um, Israel has decided to increase its acquisition of Lockheed Martin F thirty five Lightning two fighters by twenty five aircraft, which will bring its fleet up to forty four of the fifth generation type. The country's second contract, which is not yet finalised, was approved in principle when Israeli Defence Minister Moshe Yalon recently met with the, uh, his US counterpart, Defence Secretary Chuck Hagel, in Washington, D.C. Israel has already purchased 19 of the aircraft at a cost of $2.75 billion. The first two F-35Ss are due to arrive in Israel by early 2017, and the rest should be delivered by 2018. The Israel, Israeli Air, Def, uh, Air Force uh, plans to base the aircraft at Nevatim Air Base in the southern region of the country. The F-35's wings uh, will be built in Israel by Israeli Airspace Industries and uh, Lieutenant General Christopher Bogdan, um, the Pentagon's F-35 program chief, plans to visit Israel next week for the official inauguration of the wing production line. Uh, I... Uh, Israel will begin delivery, or IAI will be de- uh, begin delivery of the F-35 wings to Lockheed Martin in mid-2015. The decade-long contract for F-35 wing production is part of Lockheed's plan to share manufacturing cost and responsibility among its partner nations throughout Israel. Its technolo- uh, technology get a foreign military sales customer under US law, and the contract is worth up to $2.5 billion. So that's good news then uh, all round. It seems like uh, this is a popular aircraft, the F-35. Mm. I've seen a mock-up, haven't seen the real thing yet, mm. but hopefully um, in the air shows in 2015 we'll, um, we'll hopefully see this aircraft. Mm. So another one from Flight Global Air. Mexican Navy orders two more Airbus military C-295 transport aircraft. The Mexican Navy has ordered two more of the uh, Airbus's military C-295s to add to its four-strong fleet of the medium uh, transports. 
Announced on the 29th of October, the new aircraft will add to the Navy's fleet of Airbus military transport aircraft, which includes six CN-235Ss and two C-212s, in addition to the C-295s. The Navy will operate the new aircraft on a diverse range of transport missions for military, civil and humanitarian missions, according to a statement from Airbus Defence and Space. The Mexican Air Force operates six 295s with um, four more on order, all of which are expected to be delivered by mid-2014, according to Flight Global's Ascend Fleet database. Two CN-235s are also operated by the Federal Police in Mexico, making the nation the largest Airbus defense and space customer in Latin America. In May, Mexico carried out an evaluation of the company's A400M, an aircraft I've seen a lot of times this year, mm. uh, technical transport in the country. A gri- the Grizzly, as it's known as well, uh, <laughs> was flown to Mexico City International Airport and carried out a series of demonstrations. Have you seen the 400M? No, I haven't. No, it's, I, I tell a lie. Yes, no, I'm sure I saw there was one, one very similar with the, the double prop. Um, at, um, the 400M is a lot larger than the, the, one, the one you're seeing on right, here, okay. uh, the Airbus. And mm-hmm. it, it, I'll tell you, the, the uh, 400M is very similar to, a imagine, a very new Hercules. Oh, right. Oh, cool. Yeah. Imagine, imagine a new posh Hercules. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, it's, it's an awesome aircraft yeah, to I'll see bet. up close. Okay. Flight Global, then. Yeah, okay. Marine Corps uh, F-35s uh, might miss July operational deadline. The US Marine Corps still plans on having 10 war-ready Lockheed Martin F-35 Lightning IIs uh, jets by the 1st of July 2015, but the loss of 45 flight testing days may mean that the long-emphasised date uh, will slip by days or even possibly weeks in the context of a program that has had a tragic past and has missed developmental milestones by years overshooting the marine corps initial operating capability ioc deadline uh, by days or weeks is still considered a success lieutenant general Christopher Bogdan tells reporters from an overall program perspective Bogdan says missing a date by days and weeks compared to the tragic past of this program has had where we've missed things by years I'd say we're getting better Uh, July the 1st 2015 is a tough date to hit he says uh, there is no way in the world we're missing that by months it's got to it's it's not going to happen the service which will be the first to receive operational f-35s already had taken um, concessions in order to bring its short takeoff and vertical landing version online in 2015 their initial f-35bs will fly with a less capable version of the avionics software and will have to be retrofitted into the final configuration we're taking we're talking weeks here he said uh, he adds my commitment is july the 1st 2015 and if we miff that date uh, I'm going to apologise to the US Marine Corps. Meeting the Marine Corps IOC goals uh, started to look uh, untenable when uh, in June and a third stage rotor in the Pratt & Whitney 135 engine of an Air Force conventional takeoff and landing F-35 shattered prior to a test flight. So it sounds like they're having a really tough yeah, time they, with Yeah, uh, they, missed, they missed the air show season this year with this right. aircraft okay. because, of, um, because of the issues they'd had. On uh, on this aircraft, which is a shame. I still don't understand why they took the um, 
what was the the uh, the Harrier? I still, I mean, I know, and that's. I mean, all they're trying to do is recreate that essentially with this new aircraft. And I know, mm. I mean, same same with I know, all right, not not military, but it's the same with uh, they, when they took the the um, the Concorde out of service. They didn't have actually anything to replace it with. No, it seems a bit strange. Why? But I mean, was, do you know who was at Farnborough this year? No, with their own Harrier. Really? Who used who who used them? The Spanish. Really? Yep. They still use them? The Spanish wow. Air Force use the ha- uh, use our old Harriers. Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. blame them. They're, they're no, quality, they're quality aircraft. aircraft yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Okay, so t- uh, this uh, penultimate story uh, this week is the Royal uh, Air Force. Uh, excuse that. Uh, Carlos has got to go to the door. Uh, so I shall carry on in, in the meantime. Agile, adaptable and capable. This is um, the first Lightning II combat aircraft. MOD set to order its first production batch of Lightning II combat aircraft. Defence Secretary Michael Fallon today announced that the Military of Defence has reached agreement in principle on an order for the first production batch of four Lightning II stealth combat aircraft which will operate from both the Royal Navy and the new aircraft carriers and RAF land bases. A formal contract is expected to be placed within weeks for the F-35B aircraft which will form part of the MOD's investment in Lightning IIs over the next five years to procure an initial 14 of these multi-role fifth generation aircraft together with the necessary support arrangements and infrastructure. Today's announcement is a major step forward. The Lightning IIs will equip the Royal Navy and the Royal Air Force with a highly advanced multi-role stealth combat aircraft operating from both our new Queen Elizabeth class um, carriers and land bases. These aircraft will form part of the the first UK-based squadron of F-35s, which will take up station at RAF Marham in 2018. Oh, that's good news, RAF Marham. Uh, This uh, programme will also be bringing substantial industrial benefits to the UK, providing thousands of skilled jobs in the UK aerospace industry. I'm delighted that this uh, agreement uh, prepares the way for the first batch of operational combat aircraft. It ensures the MOD remains on target for achieving both operational capability from land bases and the start of flying trials aboard the flying trials, sorry, aboard the carrier of the HMS Queen Elizabeth in 2018. That was um, a statement from Bernard Gray. Do you fancy uh, Do you fancy buying one of these aircraft? Mm. <laughs> um, yes, but uh, I, th- I fear it may be a tad out of my budget. Um, you can, uh, the unit costs for the F-35B, uh, this is in US dollars, mm. um, will set you back a cool $142 million Oh, I thought I thought you were going to say billions. That's fine. Oh, find find that loose change like that down the side of the sofa. I mean, honestly, find, find that in the uh, in the, uh, on the on the bus floor, oh, on the I, coach floor. I presume as this is Halloween uh, this evening. I presume that was yes, or yes, we, was ju- it? yes. We just that, that that just goes to show how uh, how live we do yes. produce the show because uh, we just had some trick or treaters at the door. Excellent. Yes, uh, and they uh, they're very happy because they've got some uh, sweets. They're they're a little disappointed because I've eaten most of them, sadly. But uh, nevertheless, <laughs> they've. they've They've gone away with a few treats. Okay, on to our final story. Final then. story. Uh, and Another uh, F-35 it, story. Yeah, indeed, it's popular. popular this week. Yes, indeed. The F-35 makes its first landing at Oceana. Um, and it's not... Um, 
Hold on. Slight there we go. There we go. There we go. Technical issue. There right. we go. Okay. Uh, Virginia Beach. This is uh, this story is based at Navy pilots got their first look uh, on on Tuesday, just gone at the aircraft that only the youngest among them might get to fly within the next decade. The F thirty five. C Joint Strike Fighter made its debut at the Naval Air, Air Station Oceana. It was followed here from Eglin Air Force uh, Base in Florida by an F-A-18 Hornet. The jet uh, is uh, is supposed to be replacing, but it could be 2025 before the sky above Oceana is filled with the stealthy Lightning II, according to Captain Scott Anderson, the F-35C requires um, requirements officer. And that is the only, that is only if the Navy decides uh, to house them at its current East Coast uh, master jet base and not some other bases on the coast. Currently, seven bases are testing and training with the F-35, which has three iterations, one for each, uh, one for each uh, the Air Force, the Marines and the Navy. The $116 million aircraft is touted as the most stealthy and advanced flight, fight jet yet whilst also uh, also being the most expensive. This, it's easy to get excited about this airplane, said Commander John Allenson, a former Blue Angels demonstration pilot. Mm. Um, Allenson leads the group that will teach the first squadron to fly the jet in combat. Wow. wow. I Indeed. can't wait to see this aircraft. I really can't. This, um, it, it looks awesome mm. when you see it. And it's obviously because it's the, I mean, have the prototypes presumably they're, they've been flown? Yeah, yeah. They're, they've um, they've produced. I think they've gone into service as well, but they've, they have had a few issues with because um, it is. I mean, it's it's like the, the Dreamliner. You know, yeah. it was a it was a completely new concept of right. aircraft. You know, wow. new everything. And they've just had a few little. Um, well, you've got to start somewhere, I suppose. Don't you? Yes, these things, it's, yes, uh, yes. It's uh, it's the way forward. So that's where we'll bring the military aviation news uh, section to a close. Um, we've uh, we've got mm, a little we've got a little bit of air show news, but this is really for um, we, we thought we'd take it from a different angle um, just quickly on the end of the uh, of this show for the European air show calendar for next oh. year. Um, just going through and looking at the various air shows that are around Europe uh, in, Ju- in well in June two thousand and fifteen. Um, there is uh, a large air show uh, in France, uh, in Paris, and that's on the 15th and the 21st of June. And that's the Salon International de l'Aéronautique et de l'Espace de Bourgeois. Wow. How, how's that? How's that sound? That's, 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 it's, it's very French sounding. Very French, yeah. oh, yes. <laughs> um, there's also uh, another one. There's some good, there's quite a few in, in August in uh, 2015. Um, ranging from a Wings and Wheels in Ursel in Belgium, that's mm. on the 8th and 9th of August, and also uh, on the 15th and 16th of August next year, you've got the International Old Timer Flying in Schaffen, Belgium, mm. uh, which should be a good one. Um, there's also the Slovak International Air Fest uh, in Slovakia on the 29th and 20th of August. So they kind of uh, in Europe, they kind of seem to run their air show season like we do, and have the most air shows during the sort of hotter summer months, uh, which is always sense, isn't it? makes Easy sense. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It's just very sad, very sad to see on 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 that calendar. No Waddington, of course, because there there is no there is no 2015 Waddington air show. No, I know it, it is terrible. Mm. That is terrible. Obviously, we've also got to wait another year for Farnborough because that'll be that in two thousand. Yeah, right. that's in two thousand sixteen. 
the good thing is we do have um, next year, obviously Big and Hill, hopefully, right. I think, will mm-hmm. be back on. And also Riyadh, mm-hmm. the Royal International Air Tattoo. That was awesome. Really? Really, really, really good uh, really good time there uh, we had for the weekend. Yeah. I mean, do you think uh, do you think a lot of this is because is of, well, I suppose budgets are so tight with, mm. you know, coming out of recessions and things like that? And it's, I, I don't suppose it's any different for us than it is in Europe or even in uh, no. even in the States. I no, mean, no. I suppose you've got, it's a shame though, because I, 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 do, I do think that they have a, they really should be showing us um, the... Uh, uh, what what we we have, if you like, mm. the, the military has. Well, it's good. Uh, on, on it's show. good advertising, yeah, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, the yeah. the, the, the children, the youngsters, <laughs> see the aircraft. Oh, yeah. I want to I want to fly that. When yeah, I get that's older. true. Yeah. You know. But so uh, what? So what have we got in uh, UK wise? What have we got coming up? Um, uh, there we go. Well, Big and Hill um, yeah. is going to be June the thirteenth next year. Right. Uh, at Big and Hill, we went there this year, me and Simon. That mm-hmm. was that was brilliant. Really, yeah. really good um, air show at Big and Hill. Um, the Cosford Air Show, I think we hopefully should be going to next year. That's on the 14th of June. Yeah, well. um, RF Cosford in Shropshire. Uh, yeah. That'll be a good one. And, and moving on into July, um, we've got the Royal Naval Auxiliary Service Yelverton International Air Day in Somerset. That's mm. also a good one to go to as well. Uh, also in July on the 11th and 12th at uh, Duxford, uh, the yes. Flying Legends Air Show. Ah, uh, cool. Uh, which is brilliant. That's yeah. a really good uh, two-day two day event, okay. that one. Um, there's one actually close to us there, as you can see. Oh, no way. Heavingham Hall. Blimey. Heavingham Hall Country Fair. That's in Suffolk, which is uh, oh. in our, in our, in lo- our neck locale, woods, yeah. in our neck of the woods. Yeah. And I then need, I don't even need a sat-nav for that one. No, you don't. No. No. <laughs> even I could find that. <laughs> yeah. uh, and also in July as well, on the 7th, 17th and 19th of July, uh, uh, one that me and Simon will, will definitely be going to, the Royal International Air Tattoo, uh, RIA, yeah, RAF yeah, Fairford. Yeah. Uh, one heck of a drive. Yeah, really, um, yeah. Because we took uh, we took the van there. Wow! Um, <laughs> but uh, we we got there. Yeah, uh, but it is a it is one one heck of a drive that is there yeah. to get there from here. I think Worth it was it, just over four hours mm. drive there, mm. um, and a weekend uh, event. But uh, you make it sound like that's a long way. That's nothing in my world. Oh, I know. <laughs> you love driving. Yeah, okay. I love flying. Yeah, indeed, um, yes. But no, that's a, that's a good one. We'll be going there. Uh, Hurry up! Do your license. Year. You can fly there. Oh no, that'd be good. <laughs> Do you know what? There, there's a couple of guys, you know, at uh, our local air, f- um, air show this year at Seething, and uh, one of the guys who uh, flew the L29 in, which is a Soviet mm. uh, Soviet trainer jet, yeah. um, he couldn't land at right. Seething because the runway is just a wee bit too short. Too short. Um, yes. So he flew it, flew over, done his display in the right. L29, okay. and uh, flew back to Norwich Airport, yeah, uh, Norwich International yeah. Airport, landed. Um, Got in his uh, small um, light aircraft, flew back to see them, oh. so he could enjoy the show. Oh, how cool! <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, <laughs> That's what, one and, way to travel, and why not? And why not? Yeah. If you're an air pilot, why not? Why not? Yeah. Exactly. Indeed. So uh, we are going to bring uh, this episode to a close, oh. and uh, I'd like to thank you, Matt Smith, for joining me on the show this My week. Pleasure. My pleasure. Been a lot um, of fun. It's been really good having you on the show. It's been yeah, really enjoyable. So have you got any uh, holidays planned soon? Uh, well, hopefully going away January. Any time. flying? Uh, oh, yes, of course. Yes, yes. Okay. Well, I, 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 I never really did holidays much, and now I've developed a taste for hotter oh, climates. Yes. So, uh, so yes, I, I have to confess I am a bit of a nervous flyer, but uh, 
once once really? I'm in the air and once I get the other end, I'm fine, you know. And and I do love the UK, so I never have any problems coming home because I do, I do love coming home as well. So yeah, you've it's... you've got to go long haul and try some of the um, some of the big airlines. Well, I, I did. Um, oh, I know who was it? it was uh, it was probably a swear word now, I suppose, but Mal- Malaysian Airways. Um, and uh, well, it's still a popular airline. Yeah, it is. It's a cracking airline. I went all yeah. the way to uh, New Zealand with them from, um, I think it was a Heathrow I, went, I flew mm. out of, admittedly a few years ago. But that was um, that was one heck of a flight. I mean, they fed. Oh, I've never been fed so much. Oh, I know, I know. Emirates are the same. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. The food is awesome. Food yes, I mean, awesome. yeah. Sort of like hiccups aside, which I think in most cases have had nothing to do with poor Malaysian Airways. I mean, they said it's a cracking airline. They are a lot of the uh, a lot of these. The, you know those airlines like like Malaysian, yeah. Singapore, and that, and Thai. Yeah, um, they have got really good uh, reviews for, I've, for I've food never had so much, and service. I've never had so much legroom, mm? <laughs> which is handy on a long haul. We we had a lot of legroom, funnily enough, on our flight home with yes, Pontus. yes. I saw the I saw the picture. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> had had there been a bomb threat before? No, <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, no. It's it's funny because uh, have, have you t- have you t- have you um, put it on social media? Have you put that yes, you yes. Should, yeah, for yeah. those of you who follow us on Facebook, you you'd have seen the picture oh, that I took um, in the. Uh, <laughs> in the A380, the Qantas yes. A380, we flew back from uh, Dubai in. Uh, that was actually the Melbourne to Dubai, Dubai to Heathrow service. Oh, and uh, we obviously picked it up in Dubai. Yeah, yeah. And we sat in the rear of the aircraft, the rear section that is row 80 right. of the um, Airbus <laughs> downstairs. Yes. Um, but literally just behind the rear, the rear galley. Yeah. And uh, as uh, as I was telling uh, Matt Smith earlier, that we um, we sat down and there was um, four other people in the rear of the section of the aircraft with us. Wow. So, uh, as you can imagine, when we uh, got airborne, we yeah. were out of our seats and yes. um, exploring, it, yes. just sitting anywhere, really. Yeah. Wow. Um, lots of seats, but uh, in-flight entertainment was awesome. Watched yeah. loads of films. That's, uh, that's one thing with those, with those as well. You get you get the awesome touchscreen TVs and um, and headphones, and and yeah. the the choice of film. I mean, the choice of films with Qantas was was big. Yeah. Uh, the choice of uh, programming with Emirates. Right. I mean, yeah. you, you'd have to fly around the world. A hundred times just to just to, just to watch everything. Yeah. Um, it's crazy, but well, I discovered um, a, a fantastic program called House as a result of that uh, flight to yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. to thing. Anybody who's who's seen that will know what I'm talking about. But of course, on a long haul, haul flight where I had what was it? The first leg I think was ten hours, and the second mm. leg was thirteen hours or something silly. I had plenty of not time to sort of get into uh, into the Hugh US Laurie's performance of yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> But uh, anyway, yes. yes, out of time, I think. Yes, we're out of time. We're going to get uh, this show uh, finished off and uh, uploaded onto iTunes. Don't forget, you can download the show via iTunes. Uh, just search for us on there, Plain Talking UK uh, podcast. You'll find us on iTunes. And you can also go to our website, www.plaintalkinguk. Uh, dot com uh, plain spelled P L A N E. You ought to know that by now. I know. You've only been doing it a year. Yes. Uh, you can go on our website and click on the contact us tab as well. You can send us uh, send us some feedback via there. And uh, don't forget, we'll be back next week. Uh, next week is going to be episode thirty-seven. It'll be our year anniversary. It'll be our special celebratory episode thirty-seven. We have hopefully, fingers crossed. Everything crossed. We should have a very special guest in the studio as well um, for that episode. Actually, in the studio, kitchen studio, uh, for that episode. So that hopefully that'll be next week. We'll record that, and uh, that will be 
Awesome. So once again, Matt Smith, thanks for coming on the show. My pleasure, my pleasure. Does that mean I get a T-shirt now? Yeah, actually, yeah, <laughs> funnily enough, yes, we, we have got some T-shirts on order. We are, it's, um, it's the only reason I'm here. I know. <laughs> oh, I'll get you a T-shirt, okay. For, for coming on today, that'll be your payment. My pleasure, no, no, my pleasure. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Matt Smith. Uh, you've been a great, uh, great help, and uh, we'll, we'll have you on again at some cool. point in I the future. I look forward to it. Thank you very much. Excellent. So for me, Carlos, uh, I am going to say a dark outside but uh, mildly warm goodbye. Mm. And from you, Mr. Smith? It's goodbye from him. It's goodbye from me. <laughs> goodbye.